through innovation, academic excellence, and family-centered clinical care, Children's Mercy Kansas City is transforming outcomes for children around the world. Welcome to the audio interview series, Transformational Pediatrics, with host, Dr. Michael Smith. Our topic today is transparency in heart surgery outcomes. My guest is Dr. James O'Brien. He's the Division Chief of Cardiovascular Surgery at Children's Mercy. Dr. O'Brien, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Mike. I think let's start this way, Dr. O'Brien. Let's kind of back up a little bit and talk a little bit about why this is an important topic. Why do we need transparency the way that we are beginning to see from from programs like your own? Um, what's driving this? Give us a little bit of the history. Well, I think truly what's driving it at, at baseline is that families have become much more engaged in the care of their their child uh, in terms of their medical care. They're much more knowledgeable, they're much more sophisticated in terms of the issues. And for them to have more of an understanding of that care and for them to be more engaged, it's, it leads certainly to better care for their child. And for them to understand that, then they need to understand what the, the not just the technical details of the surgery or what the plan of care is, but then also what the outcomes are and how various institutions are successful or, or aren't as successful with those outcomes. There's, on a nationwide level, there's also been a, a, a push for this, again, not, not just from the consumers, from the families themselves, but also from the national organizations. And mostly that's been used as a quality improvement and quality assessment tool. And the Society of Thoracic Surgeons, which is our national, one of our national bodies, has for years had a, has a very large registry and database that you can then use for your own program to judge how you're doing against the national benchmarks. And again, this is not meant to be a competition between programs, but this is just so everyone's boat can float a little bit higher, if you will. So that if you, if you use this as to identify areas within your program that you can improve to relative to national benchmarks, then obviously everyone is going to be able to provide better care. So it kind of has been driven from both of those directions, both from the families demanding more information and becoming more knowledgeable, which is only beneficial to the care of the children, and also based on just kind of a national quality improvement initiative. So how has this affected patient care at this point, now that we have this large database and many programs are, are, I should say, more and more programs, right, are participating. How has this so far affected patient care, and and what's your hope for the future? Well, I think it's hard to say right now how the transparency has directly affected patient care in terms of uh, uh, each individual program. I think overall what it's done is it's led to everyone's programs being much more cognizant and aware of their own outcomes relative to the benchmarks and then improving their program. It's also led to a better conversation with the families. You know, it's it's hard to kind of dumb this down, if you will, the outcomes for pediatric cardiac surgery like you would for appliances. You know, the, the STS database does do public reporting and it is done in a platform that utilizes consumer reports. But it's not like going to Consumer Reports and trying to analyze which is the best car, which is the best refrigerator, because the complexity of cardiac surgery and the differences in risk stratification are are quite large. So it does require somewhat of an education on the family's part 
to understand that some cases are more straightforward and have much better outcomes than others. And there's still some very difficult congenital heart defects out there that while we've come a long, long way, still have survivals of 80 to 85%, whereas a lot of the others are up around the 99 to 100%. So while I think it's given everybody uh, a structured conversation, if you will, it's given people a place to start their conversation is what, how serious is my child's heart defect? What are the expected outcomes and how does that compare to the national benchmarks? So this database, now you mentioned um, that the thoracic surgeon's uh, website, I think this is at the Society of Thoracic Surgeons' website. I think that it's available there. Yes. This database, yeah. how, how long has this been, um, how long has this information been collected? And when you say, when you talk about families in this case, are are you talking about families directly accessing this type of information on the website? Or is it really about the pediatric surgeon using that information in their assessments of the of the child and in speaking during the clinical exams to the families? It's both. The, the database has been around for over 10 years now, and that's been used by the individual programs in terms of understanding how their outcomes compare to national benchmarks. So that's been used by the programs individually to improve their outcomes and in discussions with the family to say the expected outcome for your child's specific condition based on a national sample is X. The problem is in congenital heart surgery that the numbers are small. There's so many different conditions that you can have and so many different surgeries that you can have that at any one institution, the relative number of procedures done in a given year is small. So to give an outcomes based on a, a small end like that is not as valid as if you give it based on this national sample. So you have a much better idea to say, look, based on a national sample, patients born with truncus arteriosus are going to have an outcomes of 90%. What's happened is more recently, in the last three years, is that there's been public reporting made available. So now families can go directly to the website at the STS database, or we provide it on our own website, and many institutions do that, and to see what the outcomes are. So it, it does that starts the conversation. You have families coming in to now do your consultation with them, and they've, they've looked that up. They know what that is. They know the questions to ask. They want to know what your outcomes are, and they want to know what the numbers are that you've done. And so by making that transparent by making that readily available to the public and to their the patients and their families, it really does lead to more patient autonomy and better education and, and ultimately to improve patient care. How many programs actually are surgical programs throughout the United States belong to this database? And for those that don't participate in sharing this information, why isn't that they don't? Well, that's a good question. There's probably about the the program has started on, with uh, on a voluntary basis. So there's a little over a hundred programs in uh, North America, Canada, and the U.S. that provide congenital heart uh, provide care for patients with congenital heart disease. Of that, when they first did the initial um, public reporting on a voluntary basis, there were only 18 programs, including our own at, at Children's Mercy, that decided to put their outcomes out there in the public reporting. It's now increased to about two-thirds, and I thoroughly expect that it will increase more than that. The The downside to putting it out there is, if number one, if your outcomes are not as good as some of the other programs, then obviously there's a risk of doing that. And the other is there is a real risk of public reporting that can have some detrimental outcomes in terms of leading to a, det- a risk aversion or a, a deterrence by some of the 
institutions of taking on the higher-risk patients and even to the point of denying care to very high-risk patients. So that's not why you wouldn't participate. It's why if you are a program that does take on high-risk patients, and we at Children's Mercy have always had a policy and a commitment, really, that we will continue to take care of the high-risk patients, it has to be the public reporting has to be done with that understanding. So there does have to be a level of education for the families that say, look, if we're a program that is going to continue to work on the cutting edge and going to take on the highest risk patients, that has to be factored in as opposed to a smaller volume program that's not going to take the high risk patients, that's going to transfer them mm-hmm. out. So their overall outcomes may look quite good, but that's not what you really, should, the question you should be asking. The family should be asking if my patient, if my patient, if my child has this specific condition, how is that outcome at your specific institution? And that's why we have to make sure that we don't make the rating system too simplistic with just the number of stars, you know, like you would for, a, right, as right. I say, for an appliance or a car. Yeah, so I do want to mention too to the listeners, Dr. Brian, that Children's Mercy was one of, I think, the first programs to actually participate in this database. Is that correct? Yes, we were. Yeah, not just to participate, yeah. but also to participate in the public reporting. Yeah, and so I know your role, Dr. O'Brien, is an auditor, I think, for this database and all this information that is being collected. Tell us a little bit about what your role is there. And, and, and just in summary, what would you like people to know about transparency in pediatric cardiac surgery? So my role as an auditor for the study thoracic surgeons is that in order to to make sure that the database is as truthful as possible is that everyone's um, data submissions are audited on a five-year basis. So once every five years, your program is, is up for auditing. And what happens is then the auditors come for the site visit, they review all your data and just make sure that what you're submitting is is as accurate as it can be. It's really, it's meant as, a, as an educational process both for the society and also for the the programs to make sure that the data that we have is as reliable as it can be. I think the importance of transparency is just that it does lead to better patient care. I think it is essential to have an effective quality improvement and quality assurance process. You have to have transparency. It leads to that basic patient right for more autonomy. It leads to better education for the patient and their family as to what the expected outcomes can be. Um, Infused with quality improvement and quality assurance, it can also use a more efficient use of resources, so reduce costs or applying resources to the areas that you need to have certain improvements. So I think this is is a win-win all the way around. It has to be done, as I mentioned before, with the understanding that there is a risk stratification and with an understanding that this is not necessarily a competition between programs. We're not necessarily trying to say this program is ranked one, two, three, four, five through that. We're trying to say all programs could have excellent outcomes if they're using the STS database and their transparency to be truthful to the families and to then be truthful to themselves in terms of learning where they have to apply their resources to improve their outcomes. Well, Dr. O'Brien, I want to thank you for that the work that you're doing with Children's Mercy. And also, thank you for coming on the show today. You're listening to Transformational Pediatrics of Children's Mercy, Kansas City. For more information, you go to childrensmercy.org. That's childrensmercy.org. I'm Dr. Mike Smith. Thanks for listening.